1: A
2: 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Donald.
0: He'll, He'll hit immediately and he
2: got the yes. handoff. You know The <laughs> q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you.
4: From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for our final NFL free agency preview with our friend who is on location in Florida we didn't send him there he just happens to be there because he's a big golf guy and he wanted to go down to Florida while he had the chance and play some golf and he can still report on the jets from there right now because it's not like he has to be in a locker room or anything covering the jets for northjersey.com mr andy vasquez andy how's the sunshine state holding up right now it's it's warm
5: i mean I'll, <laughs> I'll, i'm not having to worry about shovel snow that's it. I mean, basically what happened was it snowed, you know, three feet, three times. And then the third time I was like, I don't want to dig my car out anymore. (laughs) And my parents live in Florida. Why am I, why am I sitting alone in my apartment playing video games all the time? So I drove down here and yeah, it's been, you know, nice escape, I guess.
4: Yeah. You make good points. Although I will say, It is now warm here in the New York, New Jersey area. So at least when you come back, you won't have to worry about shoveling snow. But Andy, unfortunately, some of these guys who are going to get millions of dollars, so that's the good part, are going to have to deal with either shoveling snow or hiring somebody else to do it if they sign here with the New York Jets. And the Jets have needs at, let's be honest, just about every single position On the football field, none greater than edge rusher And this happens to be a really good edge rusher class Before we started recording, Romeo Aquara from the Lions came up Because you're originally from Detroit And you were particularly impressed with what he did Carl Lawson from the Bengals. Some people thought he might get franchise tagged. He didn't. He's out there. Kerry Hyder from the 49ers. Former Jet practice squad member. Did really well with Robert Sala. Had a breakout with him in the 49ers last year. Perhaps... There's a reunion that could be a possibility Trey Hendrickson from the Saints A ton of sacks last year, but there's No way the Saints are going to be able to keep him I don't even know how they're going to be able to keep The guys that they already have on the Roster, let alone paying anybody Else, and then there are some big names That either disappointed this year Or weren't franchise tagged for a variety Of reasons, Yannick Ngakwe Bounced around from the Vikings To the Ravens, the last two years He's been on a downward trajectory Jadavian Clowney, disappointing With the Titans but I will say I think that he's finally Gotten to the point where people understand What he really is which is An elite run defender and an okay pass rusher, and that's just fine. He might be a decent bargain now that his stock has dropped a little bit. Matthew Judon, not a home run hitter, but a very good overall player. Wasn't franchise tagged because of the fact that they had tagged him last year and it was going to be too expensive. You and I discussed Leonard Floyd before we started recording. From the Rams, he had some troubles with the Bears, but when he was in the Fangio defense, he did pretty well. And then when he went back into the Fangio defense with the Rams under Brandon Staley, he did well again. He looks to cash in in free agency. Bud Dupree, he got hurt last year, but he was starting to really come on. He's someone that should get some money. And then, of course, perhaps the crown jewel of all of them, Shaq Barrett. From the Bucks, we know what he did in the Super Bowl And we know what he's done overall the last two years So a lot of guys to choose from here, Andy At the edge rusher position A lot of buzz that the Jets are finally going to put some money Into the edge position What do you think? Are they going to spend here? And who are some guys that you think make the most sense? So I think
5: they should spend on that position Just because it's so important For Robert Sala's defense It's just... It needs an ed- edge rusher to get the most out of it. Um, because he's not a guy who blitzes. He's not a guy who, um, puts pressure on the quarterback that way. What he does is he designs unique schemes for the four man front to get to the quarterback. So, um, they need guys who, uh, who are fast. They need someone off the edge who can be disruptive and create that kind of pressure. And, um, uh, They have the money to spend. There are good options out there. Uh, Basically, for kind of whatever tier you're looking for, I I think it's one of the positions, one of the three positions in free agency they absolutely have to spend on. So yes, I think they they should spend. I think they will spend. I don't know if they're going to go the premium route, but I don't think they necessarily have to. My argument is that, I know you said, Yannick has kind of regressed over the last couple of years, Um, but he still is productive uh, in a season when he didn't know his teammates and he didn't know the systems he's learning. He still had eight sacks on eight and a half sacks on two different teams. I think he's the safest bet for a guy that, you know, that is going to, he's not probably going to be great, although he's young enough where he could, still there's there's still a chance that he can reach a higher ceiling but even if he doesn't you know you're going to get consistent production out of him and, and consistent pressure uh, and that's why I think if you're gonna go the big money route that he's probably the way to go and I and I think the way the market is set up this year it's it not it may not get to that uh, upper teens or, or 20 million. Uh, So it could be, it's not going to be a bargain, but it could be a better deal than people think. Uh, But if the Jets don't want to go that route, there's still plenty of good options with some of these guys who have come on strong the last year and and shown what they can do. Um, And and that's a place where they can find some real value. and, And the good thing about having a coach like Robert Sala is he has a history of getting the most out of, his players and putting them in a position to succeed. So you would think that that would help um, some of these guys who are kind of on the fence or just finding themselves in their career uh, that would help make that investment a little bit safer. So I think there's a lot of good options. Um, It's an important position the Jets need to address. And I think that they should, and I think that they
4: will. Another position that they absolutely need to address because it's one of the weakest on the team is interior offensive line. So guard, center, you could go one way or the other because you have the position flexibility from Connor McGovern, who is a center right now, but has played guard in the past. So if you wanted to go ahead and switch him back to guard, you absolutely could do that. The key name here, as we all know, of course, is Joe Tooney, the offensive guard from the New England Patriots. Last year, the Jets were set to pounce on him. But at the last second the Patriots franchise tagged him, that didn't happen this time. He hits the open market, and with a ton of money to spend, you would have to imagine that Joe Douglas, who was going to go after Tooney with everything he had last year, is going to try and do that again this year. Another durable, strong season for Tooney in 2020 means that his value should hold and beyond that, this is not a super deep position. John Feliciano from the Bills, John Miller from the Panthers. Neither one of those guys is great. They're okay. J.R. Sweezy from the Cardinals, he's all right. Coleccio Semele clearly not coming back here since he's suing the team. So let's talk about this, Andy. I think it's almost toony or bust if we're talking about guards. Now, we'll get into centers a little bit later, but as far as guards go, it seems to me that there's Tooney on level one and then everything else is level two, three, four, five, six.
5: Yeah. Once Washington franchise tag Scherf, it was, I mean, the, the drop off after Tooney is immense. And it, it's, this is, I would say out of everything the Jets do in free agency, getting him should be the top priority. And, and that's a tough spot to be in because he is the premier guard on the market. And that could drive up his price. Um, But the jets have more resources than anybody else. Uh, They need to be able to go out and get a guy like that when they have to. It's so important because the offensive line, while it was better last year, it was, I mean, what is that really saying? We know what the offensive line looked like in 2019. Great job being better than that. Uh, It wasn't good. And, and the, That's going to be a problem for whoever the quarterback is. If it's Deshaun Watson, if it's Sam Darnold, if it's Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, they need to take care of the interior offensive line badly because there's just so many problems that come away from the issues there. It makes it harder to run the ball, obviously. It makes it harder to throw the ball. It makes it way harder to dictate what you want to do to an opposing defense. So they need to solidify their interior offensive line. Tooney's a guy by far who can immediately take their offensive line to another level. I don't think there's anything more important right now than doing that. So I think he should be priority a, because like you said, it, it drops off steeply after that.
4: And at center, there seems to be one name that sticks out. That's Corey Lindsley from the Packers. Beyond that, I'm not sure anybody would be an upgrade over Connor McGovern. So it seems to me that if the Jets are smart here, Tooney is plan A. If they can't land him, they go after Corey Lindsley and then shift McGovern to guard. Otherwise they would just leave McGovern at center, right?
5: Yeah, I think that's absolutely uh the best backup plan given the guard market. Um I mean, McGovern is solid at center uh, and he had a pretty, he had an okay year. I, I think he's shown that he can be better, but um, he's going to be an upgrade over whichever guard you put him at. Uh, you would have to believe. So that that would be a way to make the offensive line better if they lose out on Thuny. Absolutely. And I think it's something that they should seriously consider. I mean, I know, I I know it probably wouldn't be the ideal situation for Connor McGovern because he had said previously that, you know, he wanted to be the next great jet center, but I mean, he's going to get paid either way. He's he'll move to the position and he'll do it the best he can. It's, it's just a sensical move. If it's one, the Jets have to make, I don't think it's the, the best move for them, but It could be a good backup plan for sure, and I totally agree with you there.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
3: In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell.
4: At wide receiver, this is another position where the Jets are going to have to invest significant resources. They may not have to pay big in free agency, but between free agency and the draft, they're going to have to add talent couple of names to consider. Will Fuller, not an area I would go down because he misses so many games. Five games or more missed in each of the last four seasons. He's fast, but he never plays. Corey Davis seems to have had a breakout year last year. Very fast. But the question is, was it an outlier season or was it just the beginning of something? So if you're paying him, you're betting on it being a breakthrough season. Tim Patrick from the Broncos. Interesting guy, but he got tendered, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson both got franchise tagged. It's possible Robinson gets traded in some sort of tag and trade, but I don't think that's a super likely scenario for the Jets. Kenny Galladay, easily the best wide receiver in this market, but he's going to cost a lot of money. And, of course, there's the fact that he sort of has the same skill set as Denzel Mims. Not a bad thing necessarily, but do you want to spend eighteen to $20 million a year on a guy like that? If you think that MIMS can give you something similar skill set wise, I would consider it, but I'm not so sure the Jets will. Juju Smith Schuster. He had 97 catches last year, but very inefficient. Didn't have a lot of yards per catch. He's known to be a bit immature. We've seen all the videos. We've heard all the stories. Seems to have peaked early, so I'm not so sure that this is a guy that the Jets are going to want to pay a ton of money, especially since he seems to be most productive out of the slot, which is where they already have Jamison Crowder. Curtis Samuel, Panthers, popular name. He's somebody that's from New York, fast gadget player, appears to be a strong fit. For what the Jets offense is going to want to do So that's a guy I'd keep my eye on Marvin Jones Older receiver Could be decent depth at this point But I wouldn't expect him to be anything more than that And then, of course, you look at some of the lesser options and one of them that sticks out to you is Kendrick Bourne only because he played for the 49ers, so maybe the Jets would bring him in here as a fourth or fifth receiver for depth purposes. What do you think, Andy? Are the Jets going to make a significant investment at the wide receiver position in free agency? And if so, who are they going to target?
5: I think they will make an investment in free agency because I think they kind of have to. I mean, at this point, Mims is as promising as as he was at times last year he's still an unknown quantity so you still got a roster here where jameson crowder is your only proven receiver so the jets have to they can't just go into the draft again with one proven receiver uh and and needing to hit on a guy because you just don't know where you're gonna get out of a rookie so i think they need to spend on the position in free agency, but I do not think it'll be a position that they go big on. I don't. I don't see them signing Galladay. Um, I just think because, like you said, he's clearly the best receiver on the market. It's going to drive his price up to a point where the Jets won't be comfortable paying it. And if it's, you know, if it's Allen Robinson, you're comfortable paying that $20 million range because you know what you're getting with Galladay, I think there's obviously a lot of promise there, but he has not established himself on that level. And um, I just don't think it makes sense for the jets to make that kind of investment in a guy who, you know, you're not sure if he's going to be able to produce like that for you. So it's, um, I think they should go the route where they, they sign kind of a, a veteran, perhaps. I mean, I think at the least that's what they need to do. Maybe a guy like Marvin Jones. It's not ideal, but if you bring him in on a two-year deal, now you have some depth. And now if you draft a receiver and it doesn't pan out right away, you're not in the situation you were last year, where if your only proven receiver gets hurt, you're, you're toast. Um, that's the kind of thing kind of situation that the Jets can't let themselves get into again. So I think they need to do something. Um, I think I'm forgetting his name, but the guy from Carolina, uh, he is an explosive player. Like you said, he brings uh, a skill set that Jameson Crowder doesn't have. And a lot of the things that he does making plays in space, uh, that is kind of contingent or or a signature of what the Kyle Shanahan offense is all about. So since the Jets are going to be running that kind of system, that's another guy who who would be a cheaper option. I don't think it'll be, you know, I think it's still going to be in the 13-14-15-16 million dollar range. So it's not going to be real cheap, but again, the Jets have a lot of cap space and they need explosive playmakers. I think that there's, if you're going to pay a guy with a mind on the, on the future, that's where you go. Not not with a, a, a Galladay who that extra 5 or $6 million a year, I think is going to be too much of a commitment because the Jets have so many needs. And, and if you're not getting a absolute all-pro stud, it just doesn't make sense to pay $20 million a year.
4: Curtis Samuel is who you were talking about, by the way, Andy. From yes,
5: Carolina. thank you. So many names <laughs> floating around in my head at this point. I've written so many previews, and it's all it's all blurring together. So if I'm not being specific with names, it's not because I haven't done my research. It's just because I'm bad with names, and I forget stuff, and I don't have anything in front of me right now. So
4: That explains why you called me Sean before we started recording. <laughs>
5: I thought I called you Sergio. I can't remember,
4: but yeah. Six of one, half dozen of the other as we move along to tight ends. Hunter Henry, the big prize here from the Chargers. I don't see the Jets going that route. I just think he's going to get too much money. Johnu Smith from the Titans. He's a name that a lot of Jets fans have had on the tip of their tongue. Good player. Seems to have untapped potential for the right price maybe, but I don't see the Jets breaking the bank for a tight end. And then you take a look at the rest of this list. Maybe Gerald Everett from the Rams. I doubt he's going to be going back there. They can't really afford anything based on their strategy and the way they manage the cap. I don't think they're going to be able to get Rob Gronkowski. I think he either plays with Tom Brady or he retires. And Moel mm-hmm. Cox is a name that I like a lot. But unfortunately for the Jets, he can't even be given an offer because he is an exclusive rights-free agent. So he's staying in Indianapolis. So to me, the two names here that you should really keep an eye on are Henry, who I think is very unlikely, and Jonu Smith, who is possible, but I'm not so sure he's super likely either.
5: Well, I will say this, that it's going to depend on how the Jets view Chris Herndon. Um, If if Sala and LaFleur believe that he has the potential to be a contributor in their offense and, and that the guy we saw in Chris Herndon's rookie year is more of what he is than what we saw the two years under Adam Gase, then that kind of, maybe they don't need to get a tight end, but, but barring that, even if, even if they come to that conclusion, it's hard to imagine them not going out and getting a tight end just because um, it's an important part of that offense, something that, you know, tight ends do well in that offense. Tight ends uh, are featured in that offense and it's hard to imagine the Jets going into a season where the tight end is so important with Chris Herndon and, and Ryan Griffin. So I think at the very least you're going to find a Ryan Griffin replacement um, either in the draft or in free agency. Um, Like you said, the it's, it's not the best market, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets go and, and reach out and, and sign a veteran just because, It's such an important position for the new offense that they're running.
4: At running back, another position where the Jets could theoretically – Make an investment, although I think they're going to most likely take somebody in the draft and, if anything, try yeah. to get somebody relatively on the cheap. So I don't think they're going to go after the high end players like Aaron Jones. You've got Kenyon Drake from the Cardinals. Everybody's like to talk about him because of the Gase connection and making fun of how he was better without Gase, but he really wasn't that good if you look at his efficiency numbers. Injuries are a big concern for some of these guys, including Marlon Mack, who I do like, but he can't seem to stay healthy. Chris Carson, a high-end option, but I don't see the Jets paying somebody like him either. I like the idea of bringing Josh Adams back as part of a backfield. Jamal Williams, you heard Michael Nannian talk about how underrated he is and how he could be an interesting buy-in free agency. Mike Davis from the Panthers as well. So what do you think, Andy? I tend to believe that they're going to stay away from the high-end options like Aaron Jones. Maybe they go for the -the middle-of-the-pack options or lower-rung guys like Josh Adams who have some upside.
5: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you just because, I mean, we're less than two years removed from the Jets throwing all that money at Le'Veon Bell. And I know it wasn't Joe Douglas, but it's still, it's just hard to see the Jets throwing big money at a running back right now. I just, I just don't see it. And, and yeah, I, I think, I think there's just, it's a better use of their money to to invest in, in younger guys and see if maybe one of them pans out because that, at that position, that, that tends to happen quite frequently. So um, I think it's going to be about, for the Jets' running game, it's going to be about the offensive line a lot. I, I think we saw last year you know, with Ty Johnson and, and with Adams um, that these guys can be explosive and, and can make plays if they get the opportunity, which they didn't get very often. Um, they just need to get some blocking. So if, if the Jets can do that and, and I think maybe look in the draft uh, to find a guy that they think can contribute, then I think that is the way they'll go. But I do not see them getting into the top end of the, of the running back free agent market.
4: And inside linebacker, there's a couple of interesting names. The top guy is Jayon Brown, mostly because he's really good in pass coverage. Unfortunately, I think he's probably going to get too much money. Levante David is off the market. He goes back to Tampa. I don't really think he was an option for the Jets anyway, just because he was going to get... Way too much money for them to be Spending on a second high priced Inside linebacker Anthony Walker Mm A good player for the Indianapolis Colts he's available I had talked to George Bremer, who covers the Colts for CNHI sports in Indianapolis And he believed That if Matt Eberflus got the Jets Job Anthony Walker was almost a guarantee To come with him maybe he's someone The Jets look at anyway B.J. Goodson from the Browns is a decent Option I think the Jets are going to do Something here because really they don't have Anybody they've got the returning C.J. Mosley who hasn't played For the most part in the last two years He played half of one game And then tried to come back for another game And ended up getting hurt again And then he opted out last year so They only have him as a guarantee starter I suspect they're going To use at least one draft pick on An inside linebacker but they'll do something Here in free agency I just don't know that it's going to be On the high end of things like Jayon on Brown
5: yeah I don't I don't Think there's a, uh, a Option Given the Jets other needs I don't, I don't Think there's an option that makes sense In the terms of the Top of the inside linebacker market in free agency Um I think, like you said, they can't go into the season the way they are now just because C.J. Mosley hasn't played in two years. And I think maybe he'll be C.J. Mosley, but maybe he won't. And, again, this is a position that's important to this defense. Um, And finding a guy who can cover, uh, especially alongside Mosley, is going to be a priority. But I don't see them sinking. $10, $12, $15 You know, 10, 12, 15 million dollars into that position when they already have 17 million going to, to Mosley, um, and really with no idea what he's going to look like—a guy who's played three healthy quarters for this team after getting all that money. So, um, I, I just don't see them sinking more money into that position in a big way. But like you said, absolutely, they are going to. Have to do something there because they don't have anybody. They don't have depth. Um, I think they're going to kind of, with some of like with Neville Hewitt, they'll see where his market's at, and if it's reasonable, maybe maybe they'll bring him back. But it, you know, it's not a Neville Hewitt isn't a make or break guy. He's not going to. I'm not saying he didn't contribute and, and do a nice job, but this isn't going to be the difference between the Jets you know, winning games and losing games next year, they can find someone else who's pretty similar uh, and, and get it done. So I, I, I see, I think there's a lot of options in that lower tier. That's where they're going to focus their efforts. At least I think that's where they should, because I mean, as has as been made clear over this podcast, they have a ton of needs uh, and, they need like some more important that they need to address. So I I don't see them sinking big money into the linebacker position, but I do see them addressing it in free agency and the draft. Just on the lower end of free agency.
4: In the secondary, some interesting options, a cornerback, and almost all of the San Francisco 49ers secondary happens to be a free agent this offseason. Richard Sherman, Akilo Weatherspoon, Kwan Williams Jason Verrett all four of them are free agents I think you could see one or two of them potentially coming in here I don't think one of them is going to be Richard Sherman sounds like he wants to stay on the west coast and only wants to play another year or two so he's going to want to go to a team that's ready to win right away maybe Witherspoon yeah. and certainly maybe Kwan Williams who is from Patterson New Jersey so that makes all the sense in the world I think the highest-end option for the cornerbacks is William Jackson for the Bengals, but I don't see the Jets being willing to spend the kind of money that's necessary there. And then you take a look at the rest of this list. Shaquille Griffin, he's another one that could cost quite a bit of money. Xavier Rhodes from the Colts. He had a couple of down years in Minnesota, really bounced back with the Colts, though. So that's somebody that they could look at as a second-tier option, although It appears that he's going to get himself paid. J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, who had nine interceptions last year, the opportunity to steal him away from the Patriots could be intriguing. And then you take a look as well at Troy Hill, who I know that Luke Grant At playlikeajet.com wrote about He really likes him Somebody from the Rams that could come in here And potentially help upgrade the secondary You got Brian Poole as well Who could be brought back Mm -hmm. And then you look at the safeties I don't think the Jets are going to spend a ton of money At safety but Keanu Neal Would be the prize here because Really good strong safety and we know he's got that connection with Jeff Olbrich because when Olbrich took over as the defensive coordinator for most of the year last year in Atlanta, Keanu Neal blossomed and had his best year as a pro. So there are some safeties out there that could come in here to either start opposite Marcus May or at least provide some depth if they believe in Ashton Davis. But they will make investments in the secondary, no doubt. I think that there's a strong possibility that a couple of those investments will be in former 49ers.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um I think at safety Neil is a is uh a, a very interesting option because he played so well under Elbert last year and he also was uh a college teammate of Marcus Mays. So there is chemistry there. Um it it just makes sense. So and the Jets do need some depth uh, and someone if even if they believe in Ashton Davis, they need someone to push him. So I I see that making a lot of sense. Um, At cornerback, man, it's, it's just impossible to imagine the Jets uh, once again, throwing big money at that position in free agency just because it has worked out so poorly. And it's just a tough position to, to gauge how a guy, um, unless he's an absolute stud is going to, you know, adjust to a new system and, and, make that transition and uh, everything that comes with it. So I think, yeah, they're going to be, the Jets have such a bad cornerback problem that no matter really what they do this year, they're not going to be able to fix it in one off season. Uh, It's kind of the same boat the offensive line was in last year. It's just, it's just a mess. So I think, I mean, I would start by bringing back Brian Poole. I, I know he missed a lot of games last year and I know the conditioning thing, in training camp is kind of annoying, but he's solid and the jets don't have a solid cornerback. They can trust. He knows the other guys in the locker room. He's well liked in the locker room. Um, I just think that he's not going to cost a ton of money. So I think that is a good place to start because now you have one less thing to worry about. And then, yeah. Um, I think somewhere there's, there's two ways you can go in this market. Uh, or two ways you can go in this free agency process. You can try to find a guy in the middle of the market that you think is a good fit. um, Or you can try to find a guy who has talent, but hasn't yet realized it because of injuries or whatever, and and try to bet on him. Because I mean, if you're not going to pay the big money, all of these are going to be, somewhat of a risk even if you do pay the big money in this in this cornerback class it's going to be a risk but um, I think that's the kind of situation where you make those gambles as you you try to find a bargain maybe you see if Quentin Dunbar can kind of recapture some of the things he's shown in the past because you know he's been dealing with injuries and stuff but he definitely has talent he's 29 years old he could maybe under sala get things together. And and if you sign them to a two or three year deal with limited guaranteed money um, that could end up being a steal. I think that's the kind of things that the jets need to do. I do like um, the cornerback from the Rams, Troy Hill. I do think that he can provide some solidity for them if they want to spend a little bit more in the free agent market on that position. I I think he would be a relatively low risk just because of everything he brings to the table. He has experience outside. He obviously has experience in the slot because that's where he played most of last year. Um, He showed that he can be effective in both roles. It's hard to imagine him, you know, totally falling off a cliff. So I think that is kind of, where you would want to spend your money in in free agency, either a guy like that in the middle tier, that's not going to cost a ton of money, but has some, some of the traits that you're looking for or try to kind of go bargain hunting um, and, and get someone It's going to be hard to find someone who's going to make this, this cornerback group worse. I'm I'm still not. So I, I think, you know, Bryce Hall obviously showed some things last year, and I think he handled coming in in the middle of the season pretty well, all things considered. And I think, bless Austin, you know, he's it's getting to the point now where he's still making too many mistakes. It's not that he doesn't have promise, but you, you got to start to wonder. So I'm not sold on this group as, as, as much as some other people are. I think I don't, I'm not ruling out the possibility of, of Austin being a starter for the Jets a consistent starter for the Jets one day. He definitely has the physical tools and, and has had some nice moments, but I just haven't seen enough yet. So uh, they have to clearly address it uh, in a big way. I think again, they'll be addressing it in the draft and free agency. It's one of those three or four positions that they need to do that with. And, uh, and we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's, it makes zero sense for the Jets to go and, and get into the top of this cornerback market.
4: Andy, one last guy we should mention. He didn't fit into any of these categories, but Kyle Juszczyk could very well be a target for mm. the Jets. He's a fullback, so he doesn't fit in to any of the positions that we previewed. But I think that his familiarity with the offense and his ability to do a whole lot of different things could come in very handy. So I would watch for him as a name that the Jets pursue as well.
5: Absolutely. I mean, that that offense needs a fullback. They're going to have a fullback one way or another. He's, you know, arguably the best in the game, and he's available. So, um, And fullbacks don't cost a lot of money. So I think there is a good chance that the Jets, given the amount of money they have, go out and make sure to get him. I, I think there's there's a chance of that. But if they don't, I do expect them to have a fullback again next year. And I do expect uh, Trevin Wesco to be – uh, more involved or to play a key part in the offense in, in that role with or without a new fullback.
4: Going to be interesting to see what the Jets do as the legal tampering period begins on Monday and then the official start of free agency on wednesday andy vasquez covering the jets for north thanks so much for coming on as always really appreciate it i know you've got plenty that's going to be up at north so even though you're enjoying the weather and the golfing down in florida you're still grinding
5: oh yeah i'm not i'm not getting to play very much golf unfortunately because it's busy but that's okay it's good to be busy and good to have stuff to talk about um and we got yeah we got a lot of good stuff on northjersey.com right now. Uh, I talk a little bit about tomorrow uh, or on Friday. I'm sorry, and, and on northjersey.com you can read a subscriber only story. I get into Joe Douglas and and kind of what he needs to do a little bit differently than last offseason, and basically um, he needs to understand that sometimes you might need to overpay uh, a free agent. <laughs> because it's worth it to you and when you have the money and, and I, you know, hopefully he doesn't get too hung up on, on value. Um, I'm not saying the jets are in this position with this much cap space because he was uh, financially responsible, but at a certain point you, you know, you end up hurting yourself as we saw last year with the Robbie Anderson situation. I think that's a good example of that. So um, that's one thing I wrote about in North Jersey common. And also we're, detailed preview of the Jets needs and the guys that, you know, I dug in and and tried to figure out who I thought would be the best fit for the Jets. And it's tough because you're, you know, we don't know, we can guess what the offense is going to look like and what the defense is going to look like, but it's still a little bit of a unknown quantity. And, you know, it's tough to forecast this and it's tough to forecast guys, you know who have had one breakout year, and 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 what whether it's worth taking a risk on them or, or whether it's it's not. I mean, I think you know we see every day in the NFL, GMs uh, making the wrong decisions. So I don't expect everybody to agree with me, but I think it's uh, interesting, and and I went through the process to try to figure it out. I came out with what I came out with, uh, on on we already have on NorthJersey.com posted. a a look at the offense or sorry, the defensive, the key positions on defense, the key areas of need, basically focusing on cornerback and, uh, and edge rusher with, with a couple others mixed in. And and then on Friday, we'll have another story about the offense, which obviously we're going to look at wide receiver and we're going to look at um, some of the other needs there. So uh, obviously we know quarterbacks a need, but that's a whole nother story. So, Um, Yeah, a lot of good stuff Uh, Yeah, a lot of good stuff on NorthJersey.com And please check it out
4: Make sure that you read Andy's work at NorthJersey.com And follow him on Twitter At Andy underscore Vasquez And check out the latest at PlayLikeAJet.com Right now, we've got the report About the San Francisco 49ers Being the most aggressive In their pursuit of Sam Darnold Luke Grant has a great video up explaining the basics of the Shanahan offense. We've also got a write-up on recent comments by Todd McShay, who at one point was a college teammate of Joe Douglas, about what he expects Joe Douglas to do at quarterback. And best of all, I think David Akin, who's one of my favorite Jets writers, wrote a fantastic piece about why it's time for the Jets to let go of Sam Darnold and let somebody else a different franchise bet its future on him being able to come through and be the quarterback that people expected when he was entering the 2018 draft so all that and more available right now at playlikeajet.com if you haven't given us a 5 star review on iTunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts, you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play
3: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere